I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't like blood. We're back with those final D's. And when I say we're back, we're back twice because we just recorded what was probably 15 minutes of this episode only to find it wasn't recording. Hey, that's the kind of transparency that this audience loves. Full disclosure. Full disclosure of the the kind of uh, how hot mess my life has been, chaos in our schedules and all of that stuff. So Hey, uh, mine too, uh, uh, Matt, my buddy Matt, and also... Of this world. That's right. Torn from the headlines of the world news. Yeah. Everything's a little bit cuckoo crazy right now. And <sighs> but you know what what brings us it's the same thing that brought generations to the campfire. Storytelling and friendship and fear of a killer out in the woods. Yes, that too. Uh, and specifically the killer who works in order of the death that was avoided at a major catastrophe. <laughs> That's it. I'm just checking the cable. It's fine. Well, I, I said, I said Final Destination, major catastrophe. Oh. What do you think, Matt, would be like our, well, welcome to with Gorley and Russ, yes. our podcast, but... We got to answer this question. What would be our final destination? Like as we podcast? Yeah. Well, I would go to press play and I would knock a, a limoncello LaCroix onto my computer, which would ignite a spark, which would light the drapes on fire, which would probably come my way. Yeah. And then the drapes would probably set me on fire. Well, usually it's more complicated. I think it would send you running and you would run right. through the glass door thinking it was open. Right. And then, I mean, it's Final Destination, so it'd be super gory. Then I think um, there would, for some reason, just be a grain thresher out there yeah. that you would run into. And then a, 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 a bull 
Yes. Like a charging bull <laughs> just to make, cover all the bases. Yeah. And then I would run out in the living room where we keep a running steamroller and that would get me. Um, did you know in 1988, there were three steamroller deaths in, in movies? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Naked gun. Yes. Roger Rabbit. Yes. Maximum Overdrive? No, wait, what? Not, um, it's a comedy, and it's not like as big of a steamroller as the the other baddie, the other ones, but... What is it? Uh, a, 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 a fish called Wanda. Oh, right. Wow, man. <laughs> what was going on? I mean, the question to ask is, when they made those movies in 1986, 87, yeah. what was just going on in the zeitgeist with steamrollers? There was some boondoggle like Chinatown is with the water where some steamroller lobby was like hitting up Hollywood. And, you know, on Capitol Hill, there's like the Hollywood lobbies and the steamroller lobbies and they're just glad handing each other and getting each other like prostitutes and things like that. Yeah. They're like, uh, the next day everybody's like, why don't we put a steamroller in the movie? Wasn't the steamroller convention in town last <laughs> night? Bruckheimer. <laughs> hey Jack, how you gonna, how you gonna do away with uh, R- Ricky Montalban? Huh? Nah, you're not going to drown him in semen. It's been done in Reno Williams. Here's what you do. <laughs> and this is me, full, full, uh, just uh, unbiased. Have him run over by a steamroller. Nah, it's never been done. It'll never be done again. Oh, my God. You've pitched this three times already today, this steamroller. Have First I? it was Naked Gun. Before that, it was Cocktail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here he's, uh, okay, hear me out. It's Rambo 4, which I know will be made in the future, but this is 88. It ain't been made. Rambo 4, and he's got a sidekick, and it's a steamroller, and the steamroller's just mowing down Nazis. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm there, Rambo 4. First of all, greenlit, steamroller. Hey, James Taylor, I got an idea for a song. Steamroller. Does he have a song called Steamroller? Yeah, he's a churning iron, a burning funk. Oh. Yeah. Well, welcome to With Gorley and Rust. Hey, welcome to With Gorley and Rust. So some business. First of all, uh, you might have noticed a gap in our episodes here in this mini season of Final Destination episodes. The trustees know this. Um, ap- apologies for that. But uh, unfortunately, my wife lost her father. <laughs> this has been a real ham-handed segue. <laughs> oh, buddy, you're doing it beautifully. Uh, who was a, just a truly, truly wonderful man. And so we had to to cease recording and all other things to be with family and everything. And I want to say a special thank you to the trustees who were so understanding and us having to change release schedule a couple of times and not being able to put out as much bonus content that month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. And we have plans to do a scream episode in the next month or two above and beyond what we already do for the, the subscribers as a thank you so that they don't feel like they've missed any content. And um, uh, I guess just thank you. Uh, Jeff Lund was a truly, truly lovely, warm, friendly man and uh, will be missed. So, Yeah, I'm sorry uh, for your loss. 
for your family's loss. And, uh, you know, uh, you can tell how much uh, people really care a lot about you, Matt, uh, by the outpouring, uh, not just uh, with the trustees, but everywhere online, um, regardless of the last month. Just you can tell people have felt so touched by the work you've done uh, and how you've made their lives better. And so the opportunity they get to pay it forward and just let you know that they love you too is is uh, people are happy to do it, as uh, me included. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. It's really appreciated. And uh, yeah, people have been incredibly kind and caring and thank you yeah yeah uh and then um yeah uh uh all all my best to you guys thank you my friend um speaking of bonus content patreon you can go to patreon.com slash with gorley and rust and you can get mailbag episodes Mm -hmm. which we just recorded one that was really fun yeah you can get film commentary episodes mm-hmm. and we either do that once a month or a, a new type of special episode, mm-hmm. which we're very excited. And we're doing this month in lieu of a commentary again. Last uh, two months ago, we did top five film scores from horror movies. Yeah, that was a good one this year, year, this month we're doing top five part twos. Yeah, that's right. Top five part twos. Wrap your head around that title of all the part two sequels and all the franchises horror yes yeah uh which one uh how do you rank them how many twos do you rank as the five is the question we've all asked i mean we thought of this and i haven't even begun to think of what my options will be but already two stick so strongly out to me i love part twos they're so good because they're wholesome in their like desire to give you more they truly want to i think deliver in the sequel but that it's also just underpinned by complete greed yeah and like uh just empty showmanship of just like it's such a transaction you want more of this come here and we'll give it to you are you dying to have the story that doesn't need to be told (laughs) here you go now look just as a heads up it's gonna be pretty hard for me not to rank High, a part two where one of the dads accuses the mom after a bird explodes <laughs> that she was bought cheap a bird seed and that's what made the bird explode in Nightmare on Elm Street 2 that's gonna be already putting it oh near. you set the bar pretty high yeah 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 a lo- we're looking at you other sequels that's gonna be a tough to beat it's that damn cheap bird seed you feed them oh my god gasoline based bird seed <laughs> Uh, so, uh, a little bit of other business as yeah. well. Oh, and that's Scream 6, by the way, just so people know. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Because we've covered all the other five Screams. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's five. <laughs> uh, we've been teasing an all-shining season when we get those Toshin archive books, looking into the documentaries, the film itself. Teasing a Toshin of the Shannon. Teasing a Toshin. But... We have no word yet when that book is coming, so rather than risk it and not have it for the next season, mm-hmm. we'll push it back, hopefully, to the season after this next one, Yeah, and announce that our next season, which will be coming back for the trustees on May 5th, May 12th for the free feed, will be another go-around of horror and thriller one-offs. Yes. A grab bag. Oh, my God. They were so fun the last time we did them. Uh, you picked a few. 
I picked a few of just some movies that were hard to put in a franchise, but in a way, kind of turns out to get to watch some real fun shit. Yeah. Like, God damn, we watched Gremlins last time. I know. It's it's a nice mix of things you love and a good chance to watch a couple things you haven't. Exactly. I, I'll probably pick a few of both. You Faves know? and risks. Yeah. What, what What is there more to life than that? I agree. So do you, are, yeah, obviously we're not going to announce them now, but do you really have some of your... Uh... I have one that I've never watched that I almost picked last time that I'm pretty sure I'm going to put in there this time. Mm-hmm. How about you? I made a list for the one-off season last time, and uh, it was hard narrowing them down. So I know that that list exists, yeah. and I know a couple of the titles on there, to answer your question. Yeah. That I'm like, ooh, 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 that could be good. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to see that uh, that's, uh, Screamer 6. Yeah, and you haven't seen it yet? No. Nor have I. We almost got out to the Nora Jones. Nora Jones has seen it. Yeah, we're going to have her in next week to yeah. talk about what her experience was watching it. <laughs> I almost did actually get out to see it. Uh, Amanda's sister was over and was going to babysit, but there, it's just the Glenn shut the door, locked all the doors and wouldn't let us go. Um, we'll read our Xenomorph uh, subscribers at the end of this episode. Uh, I, I have... Yeah. I do like to imagine Glenn has like a big key ring. She does. With the keys uh, for the house. Yeah. And she, at the end of the night, she walks around and locks up and is like, okay, kids, get to bed. Lock up. Lights out. <laughs> um, I think we're almost there. I have a quick announcement that uh, my band Townland will be playing on Long Beach Woo! 23rd in a stripped down acoustic uh, wine bar setting. Nice. Four to seven at Fourth Street Vine That's Wine right. Bar. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. That's come great. on down and have some wine. It'll just be kind of a little bit more mellow and ambient and, you know, maybe meet the love of your life. That's something I'm not even suggesting. I'm guaranteeing. Oh, it's a when when Townland's being played yeah. and that music is in the air, you're down to find a partner or yeah. you're destined to find a partner. And then the music stops and you go, How did who how did I end up with this person? Yeah, that was the yeah. experience um, what Rupert Murdoch had. He just broke <laughs> off that engagement because the townland dust had left his eyes, the gold dust. Um, Matt, I thought you were going to say when you were going to make an announcement um, that an exciting new podcast you're doing uh, with a mall about oh, it. Uh, yeah, uh, walking. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. Well, Mark McConville and I just record ourselves walking through various malls of the Southland. That's perfect. Raiding and... Uh, talking about each store as we go, we sing songs on the escalator, and we end every episode in a massage chair. And uh, uh, AKA Dad's favorite shop. Exactly. We went into a furniture store. <laughs> there was an eight thousand dollar massage chair. It was made by Brookstone. It was insane. What's uh, inside it? Gold bullion. She's moving around. Gold bullion. Well, we uh, talked about this podcast on the Conan podcast, and then Sonam Obsession joined us for an episode. Oh, fun. And at the shops at Santa Anita, we did the second floor where we were about to head down to the first, and we got kicked out of the mall for recording. Hey, that's a great episode there. Yeah. That's and, a, that's what in the industry they call a gift. That's right. That person gave you a gift. We've been kicked out of two or three Macy's. What the f- Why? And Just then, having recording equipment? Yeah, but then we conversed with the shops at Santa Anita and they've given us the green light to go back and finish with Sona. <laughs> oh, the good. first floor. So 
they had some uh, egg on their face, is what you're saying. They were Hopefully. A little... We'll see. I mean, we, we haven't recorded it yet, but we've been now been, <gasps> it's been approved. Well, that is very exciting. Yeah. I truly am like, but will like, so if you come in with recording equipment, people are just like, nope. And it's just audio, you know, we're yeah. not, we don't have cameras. It's literally these microphones. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Huh. Huh. Oh, and then we're doing Indiana Jonesing too, which Fuck we got to yes. schedule another one. Because Talk about of all part the, twos. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with Matt Myra. Yeah. Uh, so look for that on the James Bonding feed. Sorry, there's so much business up front, but it's been a while. Hey, but also it's a uh, time spent. Yeah. With a buddy. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, should we get into the final destination? What is it with part four is always thinking they're so like ballsy and cocky about ending it. I love that question. Yeah. This Cause is, it's almost, is it like the final destination? Do you think is that the pronunciation? I think so. I think the they, final destination. Yeah, you're right. It's the only one without a number on it. Yeah. What is, okay. If I had a hunch, I would say it's that part three is the like an audience can understand why I would go pay for mm. presumably a trilogy or something like that. But part four is when you're starting to ask them to like <laughs> invest long term in a committed relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's when maybe people start peeling off. And so they're like, don't, don't, don't worry. This is the last time we'll ever, our last date. Yes. I know you want to break up <laughs> just give or, me, or we're ready I, to break up, but just give me one last date. I think you're right. Cause I think it'll people be the think final date. <laughs> three is a natural ending point. So they think it's done. And I think even in some extent, the filmmakers might mm -hmm. think it's done. So you're right. It is a sort of like, come back one more time. One last Rob, but don't worry. This is it. And subsequently, I think part fours can end up being really good for that reason. Yeah. Because they're coming, they know they're asking more to come back. So they got to deliver. So yeah. all of the original baddies, uh, the Halloween four is great. Yeah. The Friday 13th part four is great. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street four was like the big box office peak of that franchise like mm -hmm. they're all I, I think of all of those maybe um well not halloween now anymore but uh no. they just like the fan uh investment is still there yeah it's usually when around part five that the wheels coming off yeah. not so much with this final destination though <laughs> matt abysmal truly abysmal this movie is bad i'm bummed that we've been away for a while and we have to come back and talk about such a bad movie but that's not our fault no also um i asked this uh, uh truly because if i was i guess a listener or whatever also as your friend just going through the experience of loss and stuff is it just kind of like having to watch people get like grinded up i just could see just being like not fun it, it wasn't it and especially in uh, such a cynical, cheap, and kind of uh, mean spirited way. The like most this cynical, movie. the most cheap, the most mean spirited. It is, yeah. yeah, that's a tough coming back. I, I had not wanted to watch The Last of Us for some reason for a while. Mm. Just, I'm tired of zombies. It looks really bleak and really sad. Mm -hmm. And Amanda kept kind of going, let's watch it, let's watch it. And I did, and we, we liked it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's definitely good, mm -hmm. but. Uh, but then, yeah, this happened, and 
it's the same thing where we're just like, I don't, I don't need to watch sadness, you know, right mm-hmm. now. And bleakness or yeah. hardship. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me Perry Mason, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, just, um, it, along with it being a bad movie, this will let your, uh, chart of good day. Oh yeah. Uh, good movie, bad day, good, you know, like this kind of fits with like, Oh, my life is I'm more in watching a feel good thing rather than, yeah, this um, would be bad day, bad movie, Uh, the rare bad day, bad movie. It's a way more common to have a good day, good movie. than a Bad day, bad. Well, that's a great outlook. That's a, um, glasses half full type of look, Matt, is that you feel mostly you watch good, good movies on good days. Yeah. And even during this time I've watched some movies and I've put okay days because it's been a really sad time, but also Amanda's family and I, we've, we've gotten so much closer. So even, you know, have you ever been that way? Like post loss where you end the day kind of feeling you're closer to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So there's a real silver lining there, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, Mm -hmm. so that makes it okay. If not, you know, if, hopefully not bad, but okay. Even uh, under the circumstances, it yeah. makes it okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, watching this, whoa, it, it, this movie, it's just the effects, the characters, the writing, the acting. There's not, yeah. Is I'll there tr- anything to t- recommend? Talk about silver linings. Yeah. I'll try to find some, but, uh, this may as be we go, tough. but, uh, the, the, yeah. The and it, it's funny with it being like what you said, sort of, uh, mean and cruel and vile like um it's from it kind of did that weird thing where it's from the directors of part two coming back for part four and part two felt particularly mean-spirited yeah near the end it was just like pretty uh um misanthropic right (laughs) and then part four like starts there and just keeps cranking up the uh misanthropy yeah uh brick behavior yeah. <laughs> uh, or attitude and then the loss of any in part 3 just the two main characters Mary Elizabeth Winstead and then the the male the the dude they just had such soulfulness to yeah. them to, as actors yeah and so what that movie's choice was to kind of like we're going to move through the formula at a clip. So it's like a ride and you're having fun is all like buttressed by like the humanity of the actors and the performances and stuff. And yeah, I mean, they're making the choice with this to be like clipping through the formula, but it ends up being the shortest final destination movie, but it felt like the longest because they go through the formula so quickly that by the third death, of somebody who missed the accident, whatever, that's usually the middle of the movie. It was happening around like just the half hour mark. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, there's another fucking nearly an hour. (laughs) And it was because they just didn't believe, like there was a point where I was like, do these main characters have family members? Do they, they refer to the other characters as the racist and his girlfriend and the mom with two kids. And it's like, yeah. you went to their memorial. I think you would be able to, or not their memorial. Yeah. They were, you'd remember their names, whatever. I'm sorry. That was my own little, I'm with you. They, the, 
uh, what was I going to say about this? The, well, what was yeah? Well, the legacy of this franchise is the deaths, mm-hmm. and up until this movie, the finest batch of kills of any franchise for my money, above and beyond any of the slashers. The inventiveness, and not just the inventiveness, but the like the effects and the prosthetics, and even the prosthetics mixed with CG has been really impressive, especially for films that are now, you know, some of them almost 20 years old, yeah. and maybe even that. Um, this one just goes, did they just slash the budget on this one? Because it's all shitty CG. And if I had to find any silver linings, there were still two deaths in this that I really liked. But if they were prosthetic, they would have been so much mm-hmm. cooler. Yeah, I wondered that too. Like, why is the violence so CGI'd and cartoonish? This was that era where even all the military movies were using blood squib, CG squibs and stuff, and it just looks so bad. Yeah, I guess it's like the technology is there, so why wouldn't we use it kind of mentality? But it's not good looking. Yeah, yeah. they think it's there, like it's yeah. accessible, so why don't we use it? And then, um, yeah, the uh, uh, um, I think it's also the... 3d of it all like it's easier to render a 3d effect if you just build it from the beginning as a completely digital thing Ah, that's probably what it is because there the low point of that was he has one vision before uh the final like climax or whatever and it's just like a big digital 3d silver snake coming out (sighs) there's no snakes before or after the movie they're just like, hey, uh, we got a pretty cool snake 3D effect we could just throw in there. And it shows that, and then it just cuts to a splatter of blood against a wall. Yeah. And I know 3D movies have been parodied and known as like just the cheapest, kind of like most trickiest trick you can pull in movies. But this felt particularly... (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that snake thing, they justify it by the American Medical Association symbol, which when you stop to think about it, why is there a snake on a cross? When I was a kid, that was always like, what's up with that? Why is that? Is it some kind of like Garden of Eden thing? What the fuck is that? Doctors always have like a familiar that was like a snake. I don't want religion or serpents Animals. in any of my medical considerations. <laughs> I want science. <laughs> that should be a beaker and, humans. and a scalpel and like a microscope. <laughs> yes. Or just stars. <laughs> Something that suggests like yes. science. We can still I understand the idea that yeah. there's something bigger than yeah. us. Yes, stars is perfect. It could be spiritual, it could be astronomy and science. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's nope. Fucking, crazy. A big fucking snake on a cross. Was that just like from all the way back in the medieval times where it's like, I'm the doctor, I'm here to pray over you and bleed you with a serpent. Yeah, I, that's what made me think. It was like, trust these like you trust <laughs> the but, snake handler and the reverend. Yeah, I think you are right where they just had some snake model already in a like bulk pack CGI yeah. thing. And well, we could tie that into the American Medical Association label. And to tie that in for the, for the kids who are listening, who aren't aware alive at the time, post... Avatar 2008, Avatar was 2007, when it was such a success as a 3D movie, but more that it was like, you, the 
studio gets more money because you're charging more for the 3D effect. This is our little hack into getting more money from the audience. Then they started doing that really terrible. They would make movies that were not conceived as 3D and then doing... This wasn't the case. You could tell they were like, let's put in kills that can be uh, yeah. you know exploited with 3D but it was a horrible time for films cuz yeah the conversion the up conversion to 3D from a lot of films but even then going to a theater and the standard one's not available so you have to see a shitty 3D I, I hated it yeah the part where it got most curious for me uh that I was like huh well, how would have that worked there's a part um, at the end, when they're at the movie theater, when they're trying to show what's happening without somebody's oh, yes. gloves on, yeah. I was like, I wonder if what that looked like in the actual movie theater, if you watched The Final Destination, would your 3D glasses just do that effect? I doubt it, I, but, I, but it was funny to... Maybe it was like, like opposite 3D where it goes backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there was... Um, mentions of the well we'll talk about that when they talk about going to the movies and stuff but um the when you were saying it was a low point of movies with like the 3d kind of chasing gimmick that was happening that isn't going to really last beyond theatrical distribution oh and that makes me also realize that was another way to get people out you can't do this at home but then remember they started there was a series of 10 years or so where all smart tvs yeah. Like we bought a Samsung and we didn't buy it for this feature, but it came with the 3D option. Or no, it was the Blu-ray. Yeah, they, was there Blu-ray was a time player. where I guess yeah. they were like, and it's so big, people want to Yeah, and do so this at we, home. we had uh, Avatar and we had those special 3D glasses and each one of them had to have its own battery because <laughs> it was doing that like polarization thing. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, we, I guess we watched Avatar and Pacific Rim maybe once or twice in uh-huh. 3D and have not touched them since. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it's cooler to see it when you're with a bunch of other people, right? And it's big. I, I never here. enjoy 3D. Yeah. I never do. I, I guess the Avatar thing's a little different because it's done well, but even then, just... I have to wear the, like you, I'm sure you have to wear the glasses over your glasses. And- yeah. What a nerd. <laughs> Me, I'm saying what I, there's no point that I feel more nerdy. Than I know. I'm, like, I'm going to put my beep on them. Beep. Out of my way, six eyes. <laughs> also, I love the thing that would happen with masks when we were wearing masks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the glasses fogging it up. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I heard zero bitching about it. Most people didn't, who had to deal with that, like, didn't complain about it. And I was like, oh, because they're fucking used to having to have this thing on your head to help. Yeah. I don't mean bitching about mass. I mean bitching about the fogging up of the glass. Well, I think probably also people that wear glasses are... I mean, just just the huge generalization, but no, it's what I was getting at. I'm yeah. just saying, like, their life has been defined in a way by like I can't bitch about this thing that's happening with my eyes. Yeah, Who get, who's gonna care? Yeah, now, yes, it's more about I've already I can't fully articulate what's going on with my eyeballs. So if it's fogging now, whatever, more the same. And let's just be honest as one, you know, glasses wearing people like myself, 
well, I skew more towards a nerd thing than I do any kind of like macho man who to generally don't wear glasses as much as the nerdier type people do. And those people probably see the logic behind stopping the spread of a pandemic. <laughs> and so I know it's, there's it's probably a, some correlation there. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, final destination, the final destination. want to start with some logo loco. Sure. Cause I've, is this standard for new line? I hadn't seen this version where the film strip edges are flying towards you is, or am I just not remembering? I guess that's the 3d. They were like, that's what it is. But the thing that I'm thinking is that they look like ladders coming at you, like bad luck. Like don't get under the ladder. Ooh, that's cool. Or the, the, the ladder on the fire escape in uh final yeah. destination two is like, don't oh, let that's that get in your silver eye. lining. The opening titles of this movie, the are, little references to past kills uh, and just the, the like, X-ray, seeing how it all happens to skeletons. I really enjoyed yeah. it. The music was god awful. Oh my god, that what what is that? The metal or hard rock yeah, of new metal? I couldn't even tell you. Go away. Late music. stage Bush administration, uh, yeah. hard rock. Uh, yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor level. Uh, kind of. Yeah, but just also say what you will about that type of music. This to me felt like a real cut rate version of that. Well, it also, it just seemed like a little on the nose cause they were singing about crashing and power and final hour. Those were some of the uh, words that I was like, somebody got the assignment about it being a racetrack <laughs> movie. Well, we'll write down crashing. Uh, Freddie means fire. Uh, yeah, the, um, it's funny though that they weren't, I guess for the 3D to come out, they didn't want it to start how the normal new line is, which that is makes like, sense. no, but that could have been cool. Ooh, it's coming. Oh, you know, but, uh, the, um, and this is, as I mentioned, the shortest. Yeah. It's 81 minutes. That is, that's short, even for a short movie. It's yeah. welcome. Don't get me wrong. No, totally. Especially with this, but yeah. like the, I think the, there's some MPAA official. It has to be like 78 minutes. Is that right? Or else it's not a feature film? You can't release it as a, a full-length film. Halloween H2O also ran into this trouble where they're like, damn, this might, movie might be too short. Really? And um, I think I mentioned before, the spoof movies always run into this. So that's why, um, much like this movie too, just trying to get it to 80 minutes feels like the uh, cinematic equivalent of 14 point font where you're yeah. like, I need to make wide this pick- margins. Yeah. Wide yeah. margins and 14 point font yeah. of filmmaking. Uh, but the spoof movies are the worst because the credits are literally like wide margin. Yeah. And, but um, the, uh, uh, this, yeah, felt like um, it was really just uh, trying to get to that. So I wonder what the shortest theatrically released movie. I don't know. I guess it would ever be the the cutoff. Speaking of those wide margins and fourteen point, uh, you know, I still teach online. Yeah, and my students have to turn in a term paper, and I caught my first uh, AI written paper. Damn, the yeah. future is here. No, I don't want to teach anymore. Yeah, it's gross yeah how because, could you tell what well, was it's not like i'm so savvy beep, that boop. basically the person didn't even proofread it and it gets to a paragraph that goes 
as a language model AI, I have no emotion, so it can only tell you the pragmatic like observance of this. Oh, wow. That is true laziness. A person who yeah. doesn't even proofread their AI. And they would have... Well, anyone who's going to do that in the first place isn't going to proofread because they're yeah. cheating, probably. They're not going to graduate. Yeah. But so this is some sort of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was depressing, frankly, because I think that if they hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have necessarily caught it. I would have definitely thought this is an oddly worded and I would have copied and pasted in Google and checked this site called Turnitin because I definitely, sometimes when you're reading them, you can go like, this is taken from somewhere and you Google it and you find it. And it's easy, but mm-hmm. chat, is not to be found anywhere because it's mm-hmm. new new material based off, you know. But were you saying it was like depressing because the AI was regurgitating it in a way that a student would? And yeah, otherwise it was written, you know, opening body conclusion. It yeah. was written as a possible paper, and and frankly, some of the papers not plagiarized that I get are, you know, pretty tough read. So yeah. I would have just thought, oh, this is someone who doesn't quite have full grasp of, of like nice prose and flow and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I, I don't think I would have questioned it. Well, it's funny because there was a bit of a debate recently, I think with the WGA of whether they would allow AI writing in the, in WGA yeah. scripts. And, um, and I don't care and the WGA said, sure, AI, people can use AI elements. I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think that was where they fell. And for me, I, the reason I didn't give a shit is because I'm like, this is a snotty, shitty, whatever thing to say. But it's just like, I think probably uh, a lot of people in that guild are some form of algorithm that ingested what works and then Absolutely. dispense the thing that they know yeah. would be workable and create like there's a lot of AI the, already happening there. Certainly the writers of this film just fed the first three <laughs> into a computer. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. bring one more. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. The, uh, um, and yeah, the mean streak of part two continuing in part four, but also just whatever, the thing that I've kind of liked about these Final Destination movies, one, the gaps are pretty long between the mm-hmm. sequels. There's like big three-year hunks, so when we get to do these, you get to see that whatever that thing is that we've talked about since the beginning of getting to see how a decade kind of unfolds. However, the, the fashion has not changed. No, these still suits that yeah are too big. Yeah, and just the the way the girls and the boys are dressed, it just all the music, everything feels early two thousands with these. Yeah, I think it still has its foot in the Audis yeah. because it came out in 09, but I bet it was made in 08. Yeah. So it was also whatever, if we're kind of tracking the the mean-spiritedness in this movie. Hold on, there's a <laughs> oh, sure. construction yeah. person outside. Of Should course. Just take a quick break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> With and Ryan. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With and we're back. We're back. Misanthropic. <laughs> well, I was just say the, the getting to see all these movies um, together, sort of over a nine-year span from two thousand two thousand nine. I see. I think it's sort of like the you get to see the beginning and the middle and the end of that kind of way of thinking. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the five fifth one comes. The down. fifth one I've heard is good. So <laughs> oh, that's good. good. Yeah, that's good. Some people I've heard online say the fifth one is the their. Favorite. Oh, thank God. I was worried it was going to continue to descend after this one. <sighs> this was rough. This is how you know this is such a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It, it does my least favorite thing with the exposition. It begins with someone saying, tell me again why we're doing this instead of going to a movie. Uh, yeah. That sort of thing of just... That was the first bell ringing of, you know that this is going to be... <laughs> yeah. Tell I me mean, why. You can Remind me again, brother, why yeah. dad's not here. As your wife and husband, <laughs> uh, just, yeah. just say, this is your surprise? You took us to the races? I wanted to go to the movies. Even that's not good. No, because, you're right. Like, Remind me again is so bad. But even what I suggested is horrible because why would she wait to say it till they got there? Still, that's better. Yeah. Uh, it also is bookended by that character's terrible dialogue, probably like five minutes before the end of the movie or three minutes yeah. before the end, similar to the three minutes in the beginning of this, when she says, I'm like, I can't imagine an adult in 2008 writing this line where she's trying to get his attention at the end of the movie. And she goes, space cadet, come back down to earth. Yeah. Space yeah. cadet. Yeah. <laughs> was the last time you heard somebody go like, hey, Space Cadet. I mean, yeah, I think it was if like, a movie made a choice where like, that is the fucking best thing you can say is Space Cadet back down to Earth, <laughs> I'd be like, I love this movie. It's just, I don't think this movie was doing it because no, they were And the, and the like, bro character in this has, I know he's supposed to be unlikable, but you can still do this and have a likable, unlikable character. Have a fun, unlikable. There's, a rogue's no, charisma. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing fun about this guy. Ooh, and he says like, "Ooh, we lost a real hot milf." Oh. I don't. Yeah, it's hard to then, play yeah, that charmingly. And then the racial stuff, where we've talked about this time and time again. Of if you're gonna do this, you have you have to earn like a quality of of content to be able to handle racial issues. And oh yeah, they're just, just trying to make this guy immediately bad yeah. and killable. So yeah, they have him say the n word, which is. N-word, and then a huge red swastika. There's just... You know, it was interesting to me because we we do talk about, oh, in subsequent sequels, the victims are people you want to see die, so you're cheering on the bad guy rather than the people in it. And I was like, this is a total, like, throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah, prime example. And almost like... um, 
conceived as so. Must have been, yeah. Like, because they were also making um, a character reading the AA book, like, so sympathetic that he was going to be killed by that guy. You know, like, that when that guy died, it made it such a, fuck, yes, I'm so glad that guy's dying, which is just really different than the relationship in the first Final Destination movie with all those people. You're like... I don't want that teacher to die. Yeah. I don't, or in part two, you're even like, ah, that guy who won the lotto, he's just trying to get through life the best he can. <laughs> he doesn't deserve what's happening in this kitchen. <laughs> in this kitchen. Uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, the... the uh, she said too, remind, with the remind me line, she goes, uh, I thought this was actually cool about... Uh, that they were the choice was going to this or a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Cause I was just like, Oh, that's cool. People are sitting in a theater on opening night and they had this conversation in their head of like, let's go see a movie tonight. Okay. We're going to make the choice to go. And now they see a group of young people having that conversation. I later, I didn't know the movie was going to end in a movie theater. So I think that's probably why they were yeah. bringing that up. So then later when she's like, let's go to that movie, it would make sense. But that beginning just promised a way more clever movie than I thought. Like, I was like, oh, this whole thing is going to be like, hey, what difference are you guys coming to this horror movie than people who come to a racetrack and like hope to see an accident? This is like what we're going to kind of investigate here. And it was not that like it's no. so quickly. And then when you're so used <laughs> to such good set pieces in the beginnings of the prior movies, and then you see a racetrack like this, you, you do go, oh, this is going to be fun. What happened? Because and that person it, directed part two, the the right. best, the opening yeah. uh, freeway, highway it scene. It just all seems phoned in. And that's the problem with this series is that it's the most repetitive of any, I think, because Scream really repeats some stuff, but it's iterating on itself and it's commenting and yeah. it's, it's, it's playing against it. This one now is just truly repeating and even to the point of like McKelty, is it Williams? I forget getting hit by a bus as a nod to the first movie. It's just all so empty, and so there's yeah. just no. It's not building; it's actually subtracting on itself. It's diminishing returns. So yeah, yeah. The um, and then the fact that the monster, which you could go okay by Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. It is about the monster. Yeah. Well, that's okay because Jason looks effing cool. Yeah. With this, you can't even because it's a wind. It's not an entity, so it's, it's really it's hard to even kind of like hook into that aspect. I know. And then, what kind of the fault of that opening thing too was just like so lazy. Yeah. The gas thing just knocked over because wind blew it over. I was like, guys, this is the fun of the Rube Goldberg thing is this. They looked down, the thing they sat on just cracked. Okay. And then the worst one was like the race cars are going by and the screws are becoming unscrewed by the motion and vibration. I thought it was like the the devil demon thing. Well, it was that, I guess. But it was just, I was like, you're pushing it so hard. Like if there was any, like the thing of like verisimilitude that you could find in final destination movies was like, 
I can maybe be in a situation where this freak accident could occur. But I'm like, I know screws can't unscrew. I know wind can knock over things, but... Yeah, yeah. they should have gone a different direction. Like, this opening sequence should have happened at a miniature golf course. And so some kind of truly Rube Goldbergian thing happens where the ball rolls down and some old lady trips and her walker hits the windmill button on the side and the windmill chops (sighs) someone's head off. And then, you know... But also that it's innocuous, that like the surprise freak thing happened because them going to like a race car and immediately saying, I want a crash to happen... Can it hap- could it kill us? No, there's a fence there. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> a chain link fence. Yeah. And the fastest um, they've burned through this. I mean, like by minute seven, yeah. 10, I think they're already, he's had the vision. He's been out of it. He's pulled them out of the thing. That was like the fun, slow burn of those first half hours of the good final destinations is yeah, just like, right. they know, you know, an, uh, an accident is coming. So they're just like, it's the best some ways with horror movies, the best parts are the first half hours Yeah, and they would make. And so when it's just like, guys, you're spoiling like all of this to get through the, just milk this race trick car thing a little bit more. And the CG, this, the deaths are, I think maybe intentionally more comical this time, but they, they don't work that way. The physics go too far. They, they, they go into the, I mean, it was cartoonish is like the yeah. word I can. Uh, yeah. Cause it feels like, I know it's blood shooting out their eye sockets, but it does feel like a cartoon character going Auga and things at times, you know, you know what's that was, I hate it. It looked ugly, the effects. And I wish, you know, they had some viscera that actually impacted yeah. me or whatever, but because this movie had such a cruel tea, cruel, cruel yeah, to it. I was like thankful that the violence that was happening was actually just like silly cartoons. Yeah. Cause I was like, I mean the conceptually they might be kind of grisly, but the, yeah, that execution, so to speak, was just like, not, uh, no, the execution is bad. Here are the two that I will shout out that I did really enjoy. Yeah. The guy getting pulled through the fence. Yes. When it, like he gets blasted through it. It pushes him up against, and then it goes, thunk, yeah. thunk, and then one of the pieces fall out. You yes. see through it. That was pretty yeah. amazing. And yeah. when he first hits it, he gets kind of like lacerated in the pattern of the fence, but then it starts oozing through. And then, like you said, yeah, one of them pieces falls out. There's like three surprises in that. It was pretty when he got good. hit. Yeah. The hit and then the slide out. That was, yeah. And then I did like the pool kill for the eruption of, all the blood and guts just shooting up out of whatever machinery that was. That one was hard for me, man. Yeah. That one was really oh, hard. because of the way he drowned? I and just drowning plus... Yeah. I, that was the hardest Final Destination death really? I, I think I've gone oh, through. Yeah. I was really just hope, wanting it to end. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you liked it, uh, <laughs> you freak. <laughs> no, uh, it was just too intense. I thought what was interesting about it, I guess, was that whatever the term, I don't know if it's intercutting or cross-cutting when you're going back and forth, like oh, yeah. that it was with the car wash and they were saving her. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, they're doing a new wrinkle yeah. to this thing. But Because uh, I was trying to think of another time that they had two going at the same time yeah. and one is getting rescued and the other ends that up. That was somewhat interesting. I like yeah. the escalator kill too. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, of course you would. A mall walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mall walker. Uh, yeah, I, the escalator was cool. And just having the whole concept of a climactic ending in a movie theater and mall is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, and then also with the um, race car accident, um, I don't know, it's... it's <laughs> Also, it's the first time one of the main accidents are like, I'm not, I've been on an airplane and conceived, what if I, Oh yeah. a plane blew up or I was on a plane and a it crashed. and a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, I've been on a freeway and I've been on a ride. Yeah. But, and I've been to like events, speedways and stuff, but it's just like, it's a harder thing to also just go everybody's been there. Everybody's had this experience. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what part five is. Yeah. Was, I don't even know what the event is of that. It was, I guess it was kind of funny. A, that a car crash happens in an explosion and an entire engine block can fly through the sky, separated from the car as it's one piece of motor and land on a woman. <laughs> and then what was the, the very end when she was like, I got out, I got out. And, a tire, a tire bounces Hanna Barbera style. Her? <laughs> Wild. Oh. Uh, the uh, I also like that in uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, the thing that gets m- m- most of the people is crumbling infra- infrastructure. infrastructure. Yeah, it's very telling. <laughs> and it wasn't executed well, but I like the idea of really showing the grotesqueness of a trampling death. Yeah. Because in movies, yeah. you see people get trampled and it's always right. like, boo, and yeah. it looks more funny or yeah. something. But this would be like, oh, if you actually could explore in a movie oh, how a trampling that, death happens. That I couldn't watch. That, <laughs> that type of death. Just no, I wouldn't either, but oh. a good movie could do it. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to see it. Um, the... Uh, I noticed too that this guy has been the best after having the vision, letting people know he just had a vision. In the first three, and I'm not yeah. saying that's a good point. I'm right. just saying the first three, everybody's kind of like, ah, yeah. ooh. And this guy was like, guys, listen to this. I'm just having this really freaky deja vu thing here. Let's get up and go. I've okay. been seeing a lot of CG snakes. <laughs> you guys seeing these CGI snakes? <laughs> Um, and then the credits, yeah, the 3d credits that show the previous kills. Um, I did like that. Yeah. I noticed that the guy who made part two put a lot of part two kills in there. (laughs) This guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) then they go to that coffee shop. Death by caffeine. Pretty good. Yeah. For, and a very, actually a very nineties looking coffee shop. Um, yes it is it was kind of uh, stuck at another time I expected an uh, um, old uh, who's the guy in Friends at Central Perk oh, yeah. Gunther yeah. I expected old Gunther to yeah. walk by yeah. um, and it's two couples right and I, this is kind yeah. of a format this movies kind of right. have done yeah uh, but it's such a weird, it's like one's a couple, one's an ex, and spoiler alert, it's pretty wild for a movie where the f- more four main characters at the end, three of them survived. 
Like they don't at the yeah. very, very end. You right. Know? But like. And w- yeah, the, I, I just couldn't, not that I want stereotypes out of my characters, but the girls in this specifically were so kind of underdeveloped. Yeah. Not knowing even right what their worlds were existed outside of each other or outside that racetrack was really well because it's it's just such a shitty movie that they have the two dudes and you have good good guy and douchebag oh but two good girlfriends yeah Yeah. so they can't even develop the girls enough to make them stereotypes is what i'm saying so if this were a good movie you would want girls like that with nuance and men like that too yeah. yeah but this is just they're just they're just there to be an underwear. You know? Yeah, they're both uh, unwritten, underwritten. Yeah, underwear wearing, underwritten, underwritten, underwritten. And uh, yeah, that main guy kind of like a nothing, right? You know who I thought he was at first? Did you who? watch Nathan for you? You thought he was Nathan? No. But there was the episode where they did the fake Bachelor reality show, oh. and the guy they hired for the host who yeah. was very Canadian. <laughs> who ended up being like, uh, at first you, that guy in the Nathan for you, you're kind of like, Oh, this is just some guy, some kind of greasy guy, but uh, you end up really on his side. You know? <laughs> and so I kind of was pulling for this guy, but it's not him. Uh, yeah. Like by the end, um, when he was trying to like save the day and get to the movie theater before it blew up and killed the two girls. Um, like, I was like, oh, horror movies, thrillers, they're just not really, they don't fully feel horror thriller when it's just a lone dude doing action stuff. Then it just feels like an action movie. Yeah, and a shitty one at that. Yes. And no Candyman. Yeah, and they said it three times, five times. No, what, uh, where do we, oh, yes, you're right. Um, no reoccurring actors from previous installments. No, and, and none of these actors. A, a shout out to Clear Waters, though. Yeah. <laughs> a little character shout out. Yeah. With the, the, That's right, the bus water. stop sign. Other than McKelty Williams, no actor I ever recognized from anything. No. And yeah, he was pretty underused. We'll get to yeah. that scene. They must have really lashed the budget. Oh, I, shit, I didn't even read the notes on this one. It's oh. been such a crazy month. Brantley, you're the best. Yeah. I don't want you to think we... Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Normally, I read the IMDb notes. I read Brantley's. It has been all I can do to even watch this movie, but we'll get back. Don't sweat we're, it. It's we're, the we're final destination. Back. That's true. Uh, I mean, but the, I am curious to know, are there like stories behind what a How did they do this? Movie this is. How did this happen? I'll bring them up as we talk and see if there's anything. Um, yeah, oh, so the, the first... Oh, the memorial scene. I just noticed like, oh, when you're comparing a franchise's installments against each other, I was like, I guess they're doing a night memorial instead of a day funeral. Yeah. And the next day and all these people that were survived accident are fine. Just going back there the next day. Team, yeah. Susa, let's give it and a few days. Yeah. 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 <sighs> the, um, what? This had more money than the previous entries. <laughs> 15 million more. Uh oh. Because they made it in 3D. Jeez. So 3D cost that much, huh? I went toe to toe with Zombies Halloween 2. Oh, Same just. Same day. Wow. Wow. That was. Re- 
if you wanted to see two depictions of how somebody views people as the bottom of a barrel <laughs> that they just shoot it. Like yeah. the most contemptible people characters ever written are those two movies. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> they really came out at this. Tony Todd didn't return because of scheduling and money conflicts, but not because he was asking for too much money. The 3d was so expensive. They just didn't have the money to meet his normal quote. That's sad. That is like also so sad. Cause yeah, it's like, um, you have something in actual three dimensions, a uh, human that you can cast yeah, yeah. and will bring yeah. the power that a special effect can <laughs> yes. actually go beyond it. No, we're going to render three dimensions oh, and pay more for that. <laughs> Originally titled Final Destination Death Trip. That's a pretty good title, although it has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it's they the weren't one, on a trip. the one... It's the opposite of a trip. You're watching other people trip rapidly around you or in front of you. This was not shot in Vancouver. It was shot in New Orleans. New Orleans? Oh. New Orleans? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I did notice, I guess, a lack of um, uh, sort of the ambiance or whatever the atmosphere of the other final destination movies although when that guy gets out of the little pool house by the pool yeah and it was supposed to be like this guy's living the life and he stepped out and it was just kind of like a gray overcast day i know and it, and it kind of like <laughs> not quite appealing public slash park pool <laughs> that was like pretty... retirement home pool or what was going on there yeah again uh, guys, we spent money on the 3D, so we're gonna have to use this pool, the least <laughs> cinematic pool. Um, where you wouldn't even imagine cabanas to be. No, I think they were probably not. That's my favorite uh, song from the 70s. Cabanas. Where you could be. imagine the cabanas. cabanas to be. Hunt's death in the pool was shot over three days where he had to be tied down to the bottom of the pool using a breathing apparatus. Nope. <laughs> the effects guys pretty much just had to create some blood and guts for it because it was a public pool. They needed to make sure everything was water safe. So they used silicon guts with silicon paint so nothing would leach out into the water. It's also why they used digital CGI blood in the pool scene so as to not contaminate the actual water. Yeah, that's what the uh, digital blood guy told them. <laughs> ah, why don't you end it? <laughs> 20,000 more bones to me. It's gonna, it's still gonna be hard to clean up all those shots. <laughs> Jay Leno, you're doing special effects? That would be funny if he, as a, a special effects guy, Jay Leno is also trying to undercut people. <laughs> you can use the property guy, use practical effects, but CGI will save you time. <laughs> save you time during the day. <laughs> <laughs> There's alternate endings hmm. that were in the DVD. Was this when DVD was still? Oh, so you know when Brantley uh, sent the behind-the-scenes features for Final Destination Three? Yeah, I had my own sort of Final Destination premonition. What? So I'm watching that Final Destination Three behind-the-scenes feature, and they're like. We had pre-production meetings at the hotel, and then at the bottom it says Sutton Place Hotel, Vancouver. Yeah. And I was like, 
I've been there before. I stayed there. It was probably like I was there like the year after they made Final Destination 3. Two days later, I find out I'm going to be up in the Sutton Place in Vancouver. That's where you stayed? Yeah. Holy shit. You, you survived. Final Destination was telling me. That this is not your final destination. <laughs> yes. And a plane. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um, but uh, the uh, 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 I was driving along a freeway and I... 99% sure it was the uh, Final Destination 2 freeway that I was riding oh, on. Oh, probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God, man, you survived all those. <laughs> but it was the same time of day with that kind of weird, like, oh. water that's, like, kind of the Mystic. sun shining on yeah. it, but it's still Steaming. wet kind of thing yeah. that was happening. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's cool. But I'm here. I'm telling the tale. Yeah. Ooh, but maybe that's bad if you survive something. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh. They fully nail down the logic in this one oh, of how this I'm works. I'm so lost on the logic of Do what's they know? Going on Does now. anybody know? Uh, what could you what is the logic no. in this one? I, this one is they thought you can thwart death by saving. Yeah. Well, that's what they were trying to do all along without, <laughs> I know. without making geniuses out of themselves by announcing it. What else would you do? I yes, I think that because they thought you could save Eight before seven, or no, 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 that eight would die, number eight or whatever. I'm just giving yeah. you a jury number, and seven survived despite that. Then the curse has been undone. That's what they thought. But what would make, why would they hit upon that idea and go, that must be it? Yes, I know. And I, the question I wondered about it was so when they finally do in that guy, in the, uh, they're like, there was a survivor and that's oh, why yeah. we got tricked the because the cowboy and then the ceiling starts filling up and the water falls on him. I'm like, there were a billion times that this guy could have died. Why did death wait? Yeah. And why, if they're going according to the plan, he would just be like, Oh, uh, the ambulance taking him to the hospital there. They pop a tire and the ambulance, falls into a river and they all drown. Same with the movie theater, because I know he stops the movie theater death from happening, but if he hadn't, it would have happened to kill that girl. But all those other people would have died that would have not otherwise died if she would have died at the racetrack. Yes. So death, fuck you. Figure it out, man. Yeah. Just figure it out. Get a death. system and stop touching people's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that guy doesn't like it. And unscrewing screws. Of the, uh, and also this movie has so many fake, fake out deaths. Like you think, yes. I, so it just was too many. Well, remember at the um, God, I've done all my notes. Part three, uh, <laughs> no. Well, the end of part three with um, we found out like, oh, they didn't. It was supposed to end at the seventeen seventy six fair or whatever, but um. Test audiences were like, oh, that was kind of a weak ending. Yeah. So then they came up with the subway coda. Right. I thought it was interesting and just like, you know, the Lego blocks of sequelization of just being like, we'll take this and that works. It was like, now they built that into it. Now it yeah. was like at the hour mark, you think it's all done. Literally popping champagne yeah. and pouring it. 
It's like, we can show other ways that people think they're in the clear <laughs> other than how you joke about it. Remind me again how we, what we drink when we <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then they, um, uh, it waited a while and then it went to, to the next guy. Like, oh, oh, because they were trying to replicate that subway thing of, yeah. you think you're in the clear and then you get sucked back in. But then they did it like two more times. And the thing that you were talking about, the character dying off screen. Yeah. Um, that I think is the low point of the franchise. The character dying off screen. Um, uh, the security guard. I, 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 Oh, McKelty. McKelty. Oh, getting hit by the bus. You mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. That is like, um, that felt like, because I noticed the vision didn't really make sense there and people started looking different. It felt like maybe that point forward there was reshoots or additional shooting and they couldn't get that actor because the fact that he oh, maybe. died off screen. Wait, he got hit by the bus though. They showed it? Yeah. No. Yeah. They showed him getting hit by the bus? Yeah, they're all three walking and he's behind them and the bus just takes him out? Am I misremembering that? No, you saw it. Oh, no, I didn't watch this movie. No, well, then I don't know what I'm talking about. I I, I must have missed it. I was taking a note and I looked up and he was killed, but... This movie inadvertently sort of like put its toe into something that would be interesting to explore. And that's the fact that that guy was trying to kill himself and couldn't cause he was out of order. And that what would a final destination movie be like that this thing becomes common knowledge enough and people are like, I'm going to die, but I know I'm not going to die next. So I might as well go do some crazy fucking groundhog day shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, he got the best scene in the movie. The like, I tried to kill myself and I couldn't, or like the most interesting notion. And then I thought it was going to be more with that, the blonde haired jock dude. Yeah. It was going to be more of a, well, Hey, if I'm going out, I'm going to go out while I'm having, I'm going to try to do pleasurable things until I die. And maybe a pleasurable thing might even kill me. Who cares? That would be the, like both of those things were interesting notions that didn't get like fully explored. Um, the, uh, beauty shop scene with the, um, the mother, the The mother mother with two kids, the mother with two kids, uh, the woman who deserves to die because she wanted to blow out. (laughs) She's like, come on, can't you squeeze me in? Fine. Well, what there a you horrible, go. Horrible, horrible. How person. dare you? How yeah. dare you make somebody? Uh, and she asked nicely. I mean, yes, I wouldn't do that, but it's so funny because it takes place in a barber shop. But anytime I'm in a place where somebody's like, "We're about to close," it reminds me of um, John Polito in The Man Who Wasn't There, that Coen Brothers, the Billy oh, yeah. Bob Thornton movie. Uh, he comes in, he's like, I'd like to get a haircut. And the person goes, oh, sorry, sir, we're closing. He's like, um, boy, would I like to be in the line of work where I can turn away business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the one time I was a waiter and it, we close at 10 and people come in at nine and, and I just, they'd be like, can we have a table? And I'd just be like, okay, I I always wanted to leave early. They I, vexed my f- 
family. My dad, you know, was like a, was a small business owner yeah. before he retired and dinners would be like delayed at home because some fucker at 525 before the store closes at 530 rolls on in and wants to try a bunch of boots and we'd be like, okay, oh, or we yeah. just, you know, not have dinner with dad. Yeah. It was a, an ongoing frustration on our family oh, was the wow. person who shows up late at the shop. <laughs> there should be a, the store closes at five. Well, Disneyland does this where the park closes, but they start, le- stop letting people on rides before the park yeah closes i think and they kind of do soft warnings yeah. that it's gonna end. so yeah the yeah. shoe store closes at 5 30 but you got to get in here by 5 10 because amy ann and paul want to have dinner with their mommy you and didn't daddy let me finish yeah that's on the sign <laughs> uh, i had to turn away during the beauty salon scene when they were snipping the toenails. Yes. What was that? And that were they trying to make you think something was going to happen? It's just squeezy. It, it was awful, and they kept showing it. It's the equivalent of the um, dentist scene from the same filmmaker in part two. Oh yeah. Of the like, God damn, this chair is not working. Like she was yeah. doing stuff like that, and then the now it's not a fun surprise because they did it before. The mom stepping out and getting killed with the rock right. is like the boy getting out of the dentist chair and the yeah. plate glass window going on him. But yeah. the um. The whole, the fingernail stuff, I've, I've thought before if a movie could really, I think some, a couple have, pull off, pulling off of toenails and fingernails. The that fly. has such, oh, good golly, Miss Molly, <laughs> don't tell me that if you want me to watch The Fly oh, sometime. Sorry. No, I'm Will kidding. Will it make you feel better It's he pulls his own out? Ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh. But he's like uh, turning to goo at that point, so it comes out real easy. It's basically like he's shedding it. So you should still watch it. It's like he's molting more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, it it just it says something about the um, big versus the small thing. Like if you really kind of focus on how you could individually get hurt, that could actually be a lot. Oh yeah, more fuck with your mind than a fireball coming out of a movie screen and you know, oh. embalming an audience or whatever. Well, we've we've done this before where we've mentioned movies and we don't know what they are and can you help us? Because this is reminding me of I was watching select TV back when I was a kid, <laughs> my stepdad and I, and it was some movie. I think it was like something like Toy Soldiers or something like where young men were fighting and one of them's getting. To- the problem is I may have dreamt this because I fell asleep and remember waking back up to yes. someone being tortured and someone took little manicure scissors and cut his nipples off. <gasps> is that a movie or did I, is that, or I, I don't am know I admitting this, a we'll horrible psyche of my own? This is what's awesome about it because Matt, this is how I found out that my imaginary mom getting chased through a subway train by Darth Vader actually exists. Yeah. Isn't that it's incredible? just people can't find it. Yeah. So incredible. that's the next step. Yeah. Yeah, that's my Roche, Bob Rochelle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you have a great uh, uh, or not? I was gonna say great white Rochelle, like a great white whale that you're after for something for I've Bob seen. Rochelle. Uh, oh. This was my way of saying any new updates. No, but I think I think on maybe the Indiana Jonesing episode, I mentioned that someone sent me. I mis mistook the title. It's a. Australian show that ran for a year 
called Young Young Talent Australia, I think, mm-hmm. where, where it was just like kids sing and dance. And so they did a whole episode where all these Australian kids came to Universal Studios and they're on the set of every single stunt show where they do a song and dance on the set oh, yeah, you- of the Miami Vice show, the Wild West stunt show, and the Conan the Barbarian show. And and then Bob Rochelle is interviewed by the guy. What? Wow. I'll I'll try to remember to post this that on is the trustees on the Patreon. Wild that the conception of stunt show and child choirs and it's really weird sort of almost sexual kind of chemistry between the the boy and girl dancers like you know they're trying to do kind of adult cabaret stuff oh and they do a song and dance on the in the king kong attraction (laughs) it's crazy these kids got to rule the roost that would be so fun i want to say even maybe the psycho house i can't remember i watched the whole damn thing and then this guy does interview Bob Rochelle and Bob breaks a beer bottle over his head. And, you know. uh, I went to Universal Studios yesterday, Matt, That's as right. you know, uh, uh, and um, uh, ran into a very lovely trustee. Uh, that was awesome. It was the uh, she sent a, a real nice highlight. Email, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I went to that new Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, didn't like it, man. Really? What's what's wrong with it? Visually and aesthetically, it's really cool. Like walking into it, you're like, man, I am in a video game. This is pretty cool. But the operation is like, I hate this anytime fun is presented this way. So it's my own a little bit hang up of yeah. the like, we're trying to bring in the quest and the adventure of video games to this other thing. So what it is, is you get in a line to get to something, to get enough points so you can go on a ride. No, no, (laughs) Just a miserable experience where I'm like, this is what I hate about how we've chosen to operate the world, which is like, you got to wait in the line to get enough points to get in a bigger line to wait for the ride that you don't know what's going to what it's going to oh. be but it's promised to be good. And it's designed and it's a 3 hour line to keep them there. It's like hitting a bell for cheese. Yes. Oh god. And in order to um connect with the point system, yeah. you have to buy like no. this $40 no. watch in a different shop and bring it in in order to get that point oh, system going. Off. No, this is like that. So app. do you want to be the parent who rolls up with a kid who is so excited about super Mario world, but you're making ends meet. Uh, I'm not saying this is my situation. I'm yeah. saying put yourself in their shoes. And somebody's yeah. like, I'm doing what I can to make this happen for my children. And then you get there and like, yeah, if you have three kids, that's 120 bucks already. That's just despicable. so they can play it. Me. What's that? That's despicable. Me. me. Yeah, yeah. Did well, Mary- not even Gru himself would do that. <laughs> Did Mary like it? Uh, she's young enough that she liked the aesthetic yeah. visual stuff. And we were with two boys aged uh, seven and eight. And they took it enough. They, yeah. It's and like that's the, the point. System. I realized not me as a grown up being like, me, 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 me. But still, as a kid, still. I could see how... As a kid, I would have been bummed out. I would have just been like, we can't just get in the line for the ride? Yeah. 
<laughs> that would have just been really. That's like the app system at Disney drives me crazy. Me too. I'm, I'm, and it's not a technology thing. I was always an early adopter. I know how to use a goddamn yeah. smartphone. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to go to Dizzy to not be on my phone. When it became that in order to exist in that space, you yeah. would have to have the phone yeah. out, out of your pocket in your face, that it's a necessity, not a bare necessity like Baloo would no, want. No. It was a, yeah, it, that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now it's just an assumption. This is where uh, 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 technophobe cranks come out for me. I but, suppose. But, but just, uh, I don't like the assumption now of the um, code menu no. ordering thing. There will be times where I'm waiting there yeah. and somebody will come up and they're like, you know, you can use the code. Yeah. And you can bring me a goddamn paper menu like God intended. <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm, I'm a, I do a mall walking podcast. <laughs> It's more, um, it wasn't like, oh no, I'm aware there's a car. I was waiting for you. It was, I was not aware that there was a thing. So it was even kind of like, oh, now I'm waiting longer because I'm not looking for the barcode. And now I guess I got to start thinking about looking for the barcode. I don't know. Knott's Berry Farm, you you stand to gain some old fogies by not updating your app shit. Yeah. Are they doing any of that? I think they have a little, but it's not mandatory. Disney actually feels compulsory. Like you can't survive there without it. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it is a necessity. I was yeah. thinking like, what about the 70 year old grandma who takes her kids to Disneyland or two grandkids to Disneyland yeah. to show them a good time? 70, whatever. Just somebody who's not like fart, farts, bones, farts, bones. <laughs> I was farting smones uh, the other day. Are my thing. Yeah. It just You would just be like, what? I know. My, in order to get in line, I have to. My parents already feel left behind and in a way that the, the, like you can tell they're fearful and angry about in a way. And yeah. I can't imagine them going to Disney with their grandkids other than if there would be a grandkid old enough to walk them through it. Yeah. But if there wasn't, it's impossible now. I, I suppose there's a way you can do it. You know, you can just wait in the standby line or whatever. Well, but it's miserable. You can't really order food easily without it. You can't get reservations. But it also goes, yeah. And it also goes into the category of um, what uh, the thing that would be ultimately, I think, a little fearful is just like, you know, the as, as people say, I know Disneyland, it was always a bit expensive, but now it is like a true, like when people go, it's a real. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, wages aren't going up along with the money that's being earned at top. That for me is the like double punch of going to Disneyland is like the now is like the necessity of technology. Um, and then, good golly, what was I just talking about? The uh, 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 the, uh, the uh, money? The, yeah, the, 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 oh, nobody really kind of is waving the flag on TV about income disparity because nobody on TV wants people to know about yeah. it, right? So you, you get in touch with it, though, then when you're there and you're like, oh, everybody here, this is... For most people here, this is not like a thing of like, I throw money around and it's an, the experience of you go there feeling a little bit like, oh, God, I'm, 
I think that's increasingly changing though. Well, for one thing, you have to pay $20 if you even want to get on Rise of the Resistance. And I think Disneyland and Universal is just going to be a place for upper middle class and rich people to go pretty soon. Or once in a decade thing for a poor family or a family that has to go into deep debt to go there. It used to, Disney was always grossly expensive, but you could make it work. Now, it yeah. really is like, that's the other gross thing about Disney now when you go it does feel like there's actually a lot of really rich people there. Just kind of like you see a lot more of those plaid vest tour guides Mm -hmm. taking people through because that's pretty much the only way you can get a full experience at Disney anymore. Yeah. Oh, and how, what is the haves and have nots other than those two lines where one line is really long and the other line people who spent more money go through. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, Final destination. Fuck you. You did this. Yeah, you brought us to this. Uh, the final destination. Oh, oh, when you were just saying like it's going to, a cheap entertainment's going to get more expensive. You know, that's like the, where people think theatrical is kind of going. Yeah. That'll end up being uh, more like it won't be as great as broad, uh, uh, great as in money amount, uh, like Broadway. But that the idea that you put down a little bit more, it's what we're talking about with the 3D glasses. It's like you'll put down more money for this bigger theatrical experience you can't have. I I Um, understand that because that also is a dying breed that I would want to support. Well, and also what's awesome about movies for all time have been, even though, you know, people talk about like, oh, a movie ticket is more expensive than it was. uh, uh, By and large, it's always been a nice, cheap, entertainment yeah, for the people that's true. Yeah. you just you, you can go and see a movie and the have picture a show go to yeah the exactly show. exactly yeah. and so you know when i was thinking about um we had that question kind of like why is there why are horror movies so popular now we were like oh maybe covid just when you're in touch with hearing numbers about death you just need a way to process it i was like thinking oh that's interesting we're doing a horror podcast at the time and this is unfolding the other thing i've been thinking about is like that we're doing this podcast right now where the distribution channels of how you receive entertainment have really just fully uh and not and that's not even to go down another but it's just like that has radically changed even the last four years that we've been doing this and will continue for who knows how long and then how that then also interplays with horror movies. Yeah. Because if horror movies become more of a, you can count on this to make money on the opening weekend, then as a horror fan, we get more and probably better stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. But, um, the, uh, uh, I like the mom saying, I've got my eye on YouTube before I, but then I wanted the eye to land on the two of them. Absolutely. And what, like, that's a step too far for you. The final destination. Yeah. I mean, go for it. You might as well. Uh, you already had a guy getting killed to why can't we be friends? <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. I forgot Oof. about that. Oh, um, my God. He's going to burn a cross. It's just so. So that there's that part where they go. Oh, what were you going to Sorry. Just uh, the burning of a cross. The, just that again. I think this maybe is. I'm curious, you know, when we did that re-ranking of all of our films, <laughs> how low this one would actually go in the full scheme of our films. It would go pretty low for me, I think. I think it would go low because it should be low, but also just the full uh, uh, 
drop down yeah. of like I'm riding high on these first three Final Destination yeah. movies. They are really fun. And then going yeah. to this and just being like, this could kill a party. If you were having a Final Destination party, you put this on at like 1 a.m. when you need to get over the hump Yeah, to the next one, this could be it. This was giving Scream a run for its money on consistency and this movie really tanked it. Yeah, I'd put this above the zombie movies. What were our other lowest films on that list? Uh, What are the Chuckies, I think? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, those late-stage Chuckies. (laughs) Late-stage Chuckies. Yeah. I think it's down there with those for me. Um, I was talking to a complete stranger about the Child's Play movies. <laughs> Did Didn't know anything. We were just talking to He's like, yeah, I like those Chucky movies. And then they got kind of dumb near the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. Everybody feels... They do. Well, not good, everybody. I'm that's sure. a good way to describe it. Uh, um, the Oh, but it did make me wonder, what do you think is the typical number sequel for a franchise quote unquote jumping the shark is it around four or five i think we kind of five five is generally the case so they jumped the shark a little earlier here this should be when they're maybe right could be bringing things to a great close and then you peter out yeah um the auto mechanic death um i liked where his character went because he was presented as such an asshole and yeah. then at the end he has like this kind of sweet like i just miss her man yeah i know um i did like that the thing though though with the auto mechanic and the security guards scene with each other uh just so this isn't just all like across the board it's a bad movie it's not good it's not but just i think it so for some people, it helps if you gave an example, you know, to like what. And for me, it was in this scene, which is just like the little dramatic pathos beat they do between the kills where the security guard says to the auto mechanic, I've been there too. I'm going through the loss. But when they do it, they don't hold on him for more than four words. Yeah. They'll cut to somebody else's face or reaction and there's a point where it does cross the 180 line. Really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah was, the, the editing and directing's really bad. Everything's across the board. Really bad. shoddy. Yeah. And then, yeah, it goes over his other shoulder, and then it's on the other side of the 180 line, and then it goes back. And I was like, oh, this Whoa, is... That's, how does that During happen? this dramatic this scene that's kind of just like a straightforward... You just got to put a camera down, have one actor do their lines, move the camera, and he'll say the other lines. <laughs> Anybody listening that doesn't know what that is, it was the hardest thing for me to learn the first time I ever had to make something with video. It was so hard for me to wrap my head around. Now it seems yeah, super uh, second nature, but that's my 180, a line that you have to have through any scene and you can only shoot on one half, one side of that line. You can shoot on any of the 180 degree angles to get both coverage of both actors. But if you cross that line and go to the other 180 degrees, by the time you put it on the screen, everybody's looking the wrong way. And it's yeah, a really it's like you're hopping over to other shoulders thing. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, dinner table scenes are really hard for people establishing the 180 line because if you start two people talking. And then it's over there. Yeah. One guy's left and the other person across from his right. But then you move on to him talking to the other person. Well, then whose right. shoulder who's, do you start favoring as the 180 line? Yeah. It's like why Casino Royale, they 
they had a lot of planning they had to do on that giant poker game because it was so also it's so static and they had to make it dynamic and so many people and angles and stuff that's impressive yeah and then i guess use of close-ups and casino royale and stuff make it really good but um yeah the uh whatever my wigdar is granted i wouldn't know if a if i didn't not know if i didn't notice something i wouldn't know i didn't know but like the 180 thing for the last three years is just it hasn't before as a movie goer it just really pops out to me where now. else have you seen it uh i don't know like once every five movies really? just something kind of happens it's just like oh wow. that's weird and you go oh it's because they went over to the other guy's shoulder for a moment and it just oh, you're i remember making that mistake a couple times when i was making some short films and did a to fix it, I mirror mirror image flipped oh, uh-huh. shots. It, it still didn't fix it perfectly, but it was enough for you, I think, to not question it. It was, yeah, yeah. My um, my big amateur move with stuff I made is just terrible uh, sound. Oh yeah, because you, you don't realize how important that is. People forgive bad video, but they won't forgive bad sound. Yep. Yeah. And I remember when that was illustrated to me, we watched uh, Don't Look Back, the Bob Dylan thing. And there's a scene where they're following him through a tunnel for a while. And it's like completely dark. And then we pointed it out to me. They were like, you don't care, though, because the sound is amazing right now. And oh, you're, yeah. you're filling in the gaps and it can't work the other way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Wigdar, I've taken it to a new level. Ooh. You know, I have perfect Wigdar. Yes. Anytime anyone's wearing a wig. You know who wears a wig? Who? Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> so you've taken it into the. I just I know it's 3D animation, but when you look at that hair in that world, in that context, whatever that is, she's wearing a wig. What's different about Elsa's than Anna's? That is the like it's just wiggy tip off. Thicker. It has less like spring. And they also make a deal out of her taking her hair down, so it makes me think. The actress who plays Elsa in the CG world didn't have that hair. Where I love it, Anna, man. That's Anna so... has natural red hair. No, else also Elsa's kind of changes color at times, and then in Frozen too, it's so white that it's for sure a wig. <laughs> this is how much Frozen I've had to watch lately. Oh that is. I totally buy that. And yeah. I can buy it that the actor who plays Elsa and then Elsa, the character, both of them are like wearing wigs. Yeah. Like I like either of those yeah. understandings of that world. Yeah. Um, see, you, you've been in frozen land, huh, buddy? Oh my God. So deep. So deep. Against as deep my as the will. snow. As deep as can be. I know so much about these goddamn movies now. Um, Cause I have a head for trivia, like when we watch these horror movies. So I've seen these so much that I, I eventually start reading up on them and like watching behind the scenes. Features. Sure. Sure. I've been oh, there. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, uh, all told there, there, there's worse things. Yeah. But the rep- the, the amount of times I've seen them uh-huh. is the hardest part. We got from Moana. We got through that. We got through frozen. I started showing her the old Swedish Pippi Longstocking. She's finally getting into those and the 60s Batman. So I'm fingers crossed we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Mary loved the 60s Batman at a certain point. It was yeah. like her favorite thing. Okay, and good. it was bliss. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, 
frozen things i think we talked about i like the i like the animation and the music and the characters are pretty good i just don't like when they do that uh so that happened yeah and you know that stuff i know i don't like um because you're being snarky about the thing you made yeah these things are happening and then you're standing outside it and comment like it just doesn't I like my Disney movies Me too. as pure hearted as they could be. Me too. No, no, no side, side mouth talking. I don't need the rock making Twitter jokes. <laughs> what is the, oh, and the jungle cruise? Did no, you mean? in Moana. What's he say? He signs Moana's oar with the chicken beak and he goes, when you write with a bird, it's called tweeting. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> So that happened. <laughs> that's the new, so that happened. Oh, okay. Um, and that's a thing. That That's used in Frozen. That, yeah, that what line. is it? That's a thing? Or, yeah. And that's not, uh, yeah, because that's that a, a thing? thing. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Yeah. Otherwise, Olaf is one of the best sidekick characters in all of Disney. The best. Yeah. Yeah. Cracks my shit up. Yeah. Samantha? Yeah, Samantha you know was a big away? laugh around yeah. the house for a long time yeah, with yeah. Samantha. <laughs> oh, God, how much are we talking about? Poor, poor, poor listeners. Well, people probably were doing uh, double features of The Final Destination and uh, Frozen 2. I, I think so. Um, Stay with us, listeners. We're almost there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, the We get another New Line Cinema movie with an air tank blasting some... God, another. Yet <laughs> for those another. who are keeping uh, track... This woman in the pool cabana scene, she's naked. How much 3D nudity do you think there has been in movies? Have they done that? But they don't, like the the breasts, for instance, they didn't see protruding more through the glasses, your 3D glasses, right? It didn't look like in that scene they would have had that element to them but i thought like if a movie did I mean, that with boobs or dicks or whatever if ever just there was be a, a, funny a reason for male nudity yes 3d boner yes <laughs> oh really, i'm sure there's probably some gimmicky schizoid Porn. porno movie that yeah. used 3d and oh, was like, god and it, it just, look at the cum <laughs> like yeah when blood or water spurts out on the screen in 3d everyone goes Ooh, but then that one but what if they did like the shrek 4d version of that you know how like donkey will sneeze on you and yeah. stuff yeah. yeah oh god or what if there's this group of people that go to see a 3d porn movie and and it, the the jizz shoots out and everybody goes, eh, but then there's one person who goes, Hey, they like it. <laughs> yes. No shaming. I'm just saying yeah. like it just, you learn people's kinks that way. <laughs> what am I talking about? I am so brain dead. Mike, uh, Cassidy and I, uh, we, uh, of don't stop or we'll die. Yeah. We, uh, have a, a, a bit that makes us laugh. Not a bit, just a funny yeah. concept. So you remember in Seinfeld, uh, when they go pitch a show and they go, and the thing is, nothing happens. Nothing happens? That's right. Nothing. But what about nothing? But then there's nothing. It's about nothing. We were saying it'd be funny if Pornhub was like, we're getting into series pornos. <laughs> and then somebody comes in and pitches and it's like the George and Jerry and they go like, no sex. <laughs> A Pornhub series with no sex, no sex. But then when the pool boy comes, no sex. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it seems funny, right? Yeah. 
hundred <laughs> percent sold in the room. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Much like a sidewalk. So the last things, yes. Yeah, so then, um, Oh, I think that it reached the lowest point of cynicism and meanness when they have a homeless man throw away a penny because he doesn't think it's enough. I was like, that is, you guys reached it. You fully hate human beings. <laughs> Thank um, God he's black as well. Yep, they got, they yeah. got that in there too. Uh, the, uh, then Jennifer and Janet... Uh, I like the name of the 3D movie. Love Lays Dying? Yep. Yeah. And he cool. goes, he doesn't want to see that because it sounds like a chick movie. Yeah. All those chick movies in 3D. Wait. And then it has explosions and stuff. So it wasn't. It was just an action movie called... God only knows. I got excited when they wound up in the movie theater. Um, and that it was the race from the... You know, I do like in like body double in the original Ninja Turtles movie. They have like floor <laughs> ceiling stuff. There's your double feature. <laughs> I like floor ceiling stuff. Like somebody, something's going on on the oh, floor yeah. up above and then something's yeah. happening in there. So I like that, like water filling up and then filling up the ceiling oh, yeah. and start dripping on that guy. It's yeah. just in a bad movie. See, Wes Anderson should make a horror movie. Wow. He, you know, he could do the whole dollhouse version of it. Maybe that's what Hereditary was with all those dollhouses that yeah. began as a Wes yeah. Anderson. Um, and then the uh, escalator death. I liked what she said. The girl who died, Janet, she was like, I was meant to see this movie. And she put on 3D glasses and the that screen was good. blew up. Yeah, yeah that was um, I did think if I was in the theater, I don't, I don't think I'd really be loving any of that. What the the sitting in a theater watching people in the theater? Get, oh right, yeah. And that wouldn't have been. It's funny. It's the same year as uh, Inglorious Bastards, though, where uh, there's like a yeah. theater explosion. Yeah. But this is not a. No. It, well, by then you would have hated the movie already anyway, so it would have been salt in the wound. Right. I bet if I was loving the movie, and then I was like, then they're yeah. going to the theater, like right Inglorious Bastards. Um. The. Uh, it didn't seem like Final Destination to me when the guy got the nails through the hand and he was still trying to do it because no. Final Destination pain is like this. Yeah. It's like and, fast. And it's we've not, already had nail guns used better before. And it you can't help but think of like a Christ thing with his hand pinned there. It was just so I know. Muddled. I was like, the, the Passion of the Christ, I think, was that still in their head with... That's the only time Christ has been represented. But it was just such a like a gory, like, what are they trying to say? I don't know. He was a Christ-like figure from the beginning. Um, yeah, and then too many twists at the end. Um, when the guy said, though, at the end to that construction guy, like, hey, you want to be safer and do this? It did make me curious. Like, I wonder, we got sort of it with clear waters in part two, but... To follow up to see how somebody lives their life after surviving a, a final destination and you know, they become a OSHA worker. So oh, like, yeah, what? that's their calling. Yeah. Yeah. From that point forward, I can see accidents before they happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maddie, what's your favorite kill? It's the fence. Yeah. Um the beauty scene got me in my like 
zone and the pool scene got me in the zone of uneasiness, but just for funness. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, the same one. Fence. Okay. Let's read some, uh, baby Zenos and then we'll come back and rate this stinker. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, 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 uh, uh, Matthew Stolberg would just like to shout out his wife, Sarah Shimizu, and they're both listeners. Yeah, all right. How Thanks nice. guys. Thanks y'all. Um, would you, Paul, read Ian Hunt's name is Albert Hitchcock? Now introducing Ian Hunt. <laughs> the next person is name of Jim Bear Fitness would like their name read by none other than yours truly, the not northern client. <laughs> Not Northern, not Client. Jim Yost says he loves all the Final Destination movies except FD4, which is one of the worst movies he's ever seen. Hey! And he wants a shout out to his baby daughter, Mara. Look at that cutie. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a picture. Wow. Oh, there's a whole uh, Bond thing here. I haven't. Wow. Loves that's... love. Um, da ba da ba da. Oh. There's his ranking. Hey. Oh, all his rankings. Nice. Oh, yeah. I love the Letterboxd rankings. So fun. Dig uh, in. Check them out. John Ingle. Um, I think that's just that's just it. Hey, John Ingle. Julius McMain. You had a real Don Pardo lit to that one. Julius <laughs> McMain. Julius McMains would like his done by pervy Alfred Hitchcock. Really? Yes. Julius McMain. Yeah. Um, Alfred's getting the boonies. <laughs> Do you think Hitchcock would do a cameo in his own porn movies? <laughs> what was the guy's name again? Uh, Julius McMains. Julius McMains. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a porn. Kubitsch, please read Alexander Hardes and Footman. Shout out from H.R. Giger for Ben Schaefer. No reason to eat a wafer. Until it's safe for you to do so. Is he a poet? And he doesn't know it. <laughs> and finally, Drew French would like Bradley and Terrence to read his name, Dr. Drew Spaceman French or Spachemin. Uh Hey, this is Bradley Droop. This is Terrence. Whip. Flim. Flim. Reading out Dr. Drew Spachemin. Doc- Spaceman. Dr. French. Drew Spachemin. Drew, Dr. Spaceman French. Drew, Dr. Spaceman French. Bye. Oh, wow. We did it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for uh, bearing with us on those because it's been a while. So, all right. Let's recap the... The ranks. Yeah. We got Final Destination. We both gave it a 10. Oh, you gave it 10.5? Yeah, 10.5. I gave it a 10. Final Destination 2, I gave it a 9, you gave it a 10. Part 3, I gave it a 9, you gave it a 12. Part 4? Oofta. Man, I'm going to give it a a 4. That's what I'm going to give it. Really? When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Man, that's so funny! Final Destination 4 is a 4. Yeah. 
we believe you. Yeah. Okay. That's why they didn't want to put it up on the title. They didn't want to call it Final Destination 4 because they knew people would go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Four out of 13, you mean. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week to conclude this season. Yes. And then back May 5th for the Patreon with some more one-offs. Should we next week have chosen our one-off films? That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. And then uh, on the Patreon, you can get the mailbag, which is coming out Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then um, the top top part, five top part five twos. twos. We'll see you next time. Bye bye bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to Patreon.com/slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad free and a whole week early, plus monthly mailbag episodes and feature length watch along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's Patreon.com/slash with Gorley and Rust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Mac Wood, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Ken. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.